This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast, episode 170. I am your host, Peter Nicolaitis, and joining me for the first time in Blurring the Lines podcast recording history, I have a new co-host, (laughs) COVID-19. And as always, my other co-host, Adam Bell. Hey, I don't have anybody to join me. I've just, it's just me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint you. It's just me. Uh, uh, hi, Adam. I would say long time no see, but that's not true. It's, yeah, it's not true. I saw you last week in person for the first time in years. Yes, literally years, not literally not years, figuratively, literally. It was literally years. And, and assuming that the uh, COVID symptoms don't get any worse from here on out, it was totally worth it. <laughs> oh boy you know i i have told your your story you know a couple times this week uh about you ironically getting covid <laughs> like my friend he has been sequestered he has been masked he has been vaccinated boosted <laughs> precautioned in the house and the groceries in every sort of way steps out of the house for the first time in three years and gets COVID. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and coincidentally on the day that the Biden administration lifted the requirement to get tested, to come back into the United States. (laughs) Now that said, before I got on the plane, I did administer myself a test. Uh, before I got on the plane to the Bahamas, I administered myself a test, uh, as was disclosed on the friends with beer podcast. I, uh, my previous leg of my journey was out to Portland, Oregon to record with friend of the show, Scott Wilsey. Um, and I needed to get a COVID test before I left there. Mm -hmm. I took one, I think I took one self-test while I was in the Bahamas and then another the day before I flew back, I took one the day after I returned, um, and it was negative, but what happened was, so, so my flight, my flight in, um, so my, my flight home, I was about an hour after you leaving the Bahamas. So you mm-hmm. flew out to, I forget Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale. And I flew to Miami, mm-hmm. uh, from Miami, I had a layover and then I flew to JFK from JFK to Boston. And my Boston flight was delayed by an hour. Um, but boy, huh. one way I did luck out with those last two trips is I did the upgrades and I was on a like a branch, shiny new Boeing 777 nice. uh, on, on the way from um, Miami to JFK and a new Airbus A3 something from JFK to Boston. And the Boston one, I was sad to say it was the shortest flight. It was like 35 minutes. Uh-huh. But I was essentially in first class with the, with the lie back, lie flat seats. Oh, nice. If I could have had that from Miami to JFK. Oh, that would have been so <laughs> nice. I had the next best thing, but you know, that's the second time I've ever flown in a lie flat situation. And that was so nice. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. Wore my mask on the plane, wore it when I was walking around through the airports. I mean, you know, I did take it off to eat, etc. But as we know, you know, masks are more about keeping it in from spreading. And I was surrounded by people who were not wearing masks all <laughs> over the place, like every freaking place. And uh, yeah, so somewhere along the way, I picked it up. I got home, um, landed sometime after midnight on sunday morning uh got home didn't get to bed like there was some kind of traffic surge going on Mm -hmm. i as soon as i got out i um i tried to call for a lift and they wanted 72 dollars and change to get me home from the airport and and you said ah Come on. And I was like, come on. (laughs) That's ridiculous. And so I said, no, one of the things nice about when you, when you come into Boston, 
um, you get free access into their public transportation system. So you can get onto the subways or as we call it the T for free. Mm -hmm. So I did that. So instead I hopped on to um, the shuttle, which took me to South station, which took the red line to only a couple miles from my house. And then I called a lift from there still ended up being over 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't 72 bucks. So, you know, and yeah. in this grand scheme of things, all the money I'd been spending on this trip and stuff, was it really worth it? I don't know. But I think I might have actually gotten out ahead because the traffic gridlock was terrible down there. And I think really? the, shuttle, the shuttle bus actually got out of the airport faster. Mm-hmm. So it might have ended up about even. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, I used to travel. I mean, I used to travel to Boston and we were we were downtown and i think i took the i took the train from the airport and of course it was a shuttle over to the to the uh to the train and i think we got off at milk street and uh i liked i really liked boston downtown i hated the union that i had to deal with while i was in boston but because <laughs> <laughs> it people are, are not allowed to uh tote cubicle walls from the downstairs to the upstairs in the elevator that's that's a union rules that's a union rules the union does it while you sit there and watch them do it yes <laughs> so so yeah i got in at um sometime after midnight got to sleep sometime after two um, could not sleep past like seven o'clock so i got maybe five hours of sleep if i was lucky was on the trail at 10 mm-hmm for a solid four and a half hours um, for my longest trail run ever, which was 17 miles. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I felt, I felt tired and I felt stiff, but you know, I had just flown and not really slept and, and run 17 miles. So I didn't think much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day it felt like the allergies were really starting to catch up with me, watery, itchy eyes. And given that, you know, as part of this trip, like Texas, Oregon, Boston, um bahamas everywhere people were complaining about the pollen this year and the allergies this year yeah like it's you know it's so i figured like okay well it's so bad it's obviously affecting me mm-hmm. um monday morning i walked to the drugstore again wearing my mask inside and stuff bought some claritin which i don't generally need i don't generally use allergy medicines but mm-hmm. i you know, just the tiniest hint of a of, of a sore th- scratchy throat and i'm like that's probably the allergies kicking up Mm-hmm. Tuesday morning, I was like a little bit of a sniffle. And again, I was like, okay, you know, like I took the claret and I was like, all right, you know, I think, think feel, feels a little bit better. Um, I went out to visit friends and for the first time, the first time I went to a friend's house, not wearing a mask. Uh-huh. <laughs> and for the first time, if I had worn my mask, I would have been as always, the only one wearing a mask because everyone, oh, we're over this, right? So I was like, mm-hmm. finally, I dropped my guard down and we were outside for about an hour or so playing Frisbee and my throat starts to feel a little scratchy. And I'm like, well, obviously it's because I've been pounding Doritos because she had a bag of Doritos chips and I'm eating all these Doritos and not drinking enough water. So naturally I'm just making yeah. it scratchy, right? So I got home. And then that morning I woke up and I had a sniffle. I was like, all right, time for another COVID test. And I administered it, went upstairs, took a shower, came downstairs. And for the first time it was positive. (laughs) What's funny uh, is you sent me the picture the first time and it, it it has what a P or a T C or a T C or a T. That's so stupid. I don't know what the C stands for. And I don't know what the T stands for, but you yeah. sent it to me and I'm like, is that, is that good, good or is that bad? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah. Why does it, why don't they just put a positive, a plus sign or a negative sign or yes or no, or good or bad? Yeah. You know? Yes or no. I mean, that would be, I mean, blatantly obvious. I mean, you could do positive or negative, but yes or no would be so simple. Yeah. So that didn't happen. So <laughs> Um, so I got it and I was not at all surprised. Um, I immediately started texting everybody and you know, I was a little disappointed because one of my friends was uh, scheduled to be taking a trip to fly to Europe the next day. And, um, she, you know, so there were like two friends, three friends that I hung out with that night and gave everyone at least a hug. Hello. A couple of them a hug goodbye. And I'm like, 
be careful, you know, just, just, you know, I I've got it. And, and everyone's like, ah, I'm not worried about it. And I'm like, yeah, but that's the problem. You kind of <laughs> should be worried about this. This yeah. is why this thing is never going to go away. <laughs> so, um, so that happened. And I talked with, um, with the three doctors and the consensus in the end was that I should start the, um, Paxlovid antiviral treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's then, you know, it was pretty much like, well, you know, we don't recommend it for everybody, but you court, you kind of sort of can, if you want to. And I said, I want to take every method that I, every measure I can right now to prevent long-term side effects. Yeah. And so I got that. And right now it's basically, it feels like day three of battling a head cold. Yeah. Um, I'm taking a day quill pretty much every hour. And, you know, just a, doing a, a shot or so just to keep ahead of it, mm-hmm. taking NyQuil at night and the antivirals and using my neti pot and using DoorDash and Instacart to bring me all my food. Yeah. So. Well, my friend who you, who you met uh, when we went fishing, he had, you know, he's a doctor and he has mm-hmm. to take all the precautions and he still got COVID. And one of the side effects that he got is now he has high blood pressure. He's never had high blood pressure in his life. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No. And, and he's, I, did, he's not overweight or, you know, anything like that. <laughs> did he go through any treatments and stuff to, pre- to prevent long-term side effects? I don't know the answer to that. I, I would assume yes, but I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Well, oh, as I, as I understand it, Paxlovid, it's, it's relatively cutting edge, mm-hmm. you know, so it's pretty new. Yeah. So depending on when he got it, he maybe probably you know didn't have that. Yeah. So. Cause I think if I got mm-hmm. it, I would definitely do that because I've got some other friends, um, three of them that their taste has still had still not good. And I mean, and it's been over a year since they've had it. So it's not like it's in the recent, uh, you know, not having any, not having a proper taste would be a, yeah. I mean, and it's not like, it's like, you don't have any taste. It's like everything tastes bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And luckily that's not, you know, I can still taste Dayquil. I can still taste the honey <laughs> and the lemon I'm putting in my tea. Uh-huh. So I still taste the fact that I burned my steak last night and it tasted like shoe leather. <laughs> I still ate it. Oh so. yeah. Well, of course. I mean, burnt steaks better than no steak. I, there you go. Now, some people would disagree <laughs> with that statement, but I'm glad you and I agree on that. Yeah. So. I mean, you put a little A1 on it and you just keep on chewing. <laughs> I didn't have A1, but I did use Worcestershire sauce, but I did get uh, Wegmans brand steak sauce this morning as part of my Instacart, Instacart um, uh, delivery. So there you go. Nice. Oh boy. All right. We have a ton of things to catch up on because we did not, um, we did not record for some time. There was a lot of, uh, we, we did not record because you and I last week, we had our offsite. Yeah. So, yep. um, yeah, catching so up here. a lot, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. So let's keep moving. So we got a new dog. What's up with that? <laughs> so our, our old dog, I mean, we have weenie dog and she is 12 years yeah what weenie dog yeah dachshund oh wiener dog okay yeah wiener dog i didn't didn't know if that was just the name or if that was uh... yeah so we've got a dachshund and we had one before her and we usually do like a small crossover between the old one and the new one just so the old one can kind of train the new one a little bit (laughs) so the you know we're approaching 12 years old and we figured we would get uh, another dog. And so we'd kind of have a, an overlap. And so we wanted a little bit bigger dog than, than the miniature dachshund. So we, we got about a 30 pound, um, Australian cattle dog. Oh, okay. So she's two years old. She's a, she's a rescue from the humane society. And you know, she's, she's a very sweet dog. But you can tell she's not she's not been loved very much and she's mm-hmm. not been uh, treated very nicely. So mm-hmm. we're just uh, treating her nice, training her. She's a smart dog. She's learned to sit already. Yep. But, you know, like when I put my belt on or like I'm getting ready to put my belt in my pants, you know, she shrinks away. Uh... You know, it's, 
and then when you when you take her to the door and you try to put the collar on her she shrinks to the floor like she's been manhandled during that part of it but now she's getting to where she's like okay these these people are not going to hit me (laughs) yeah so so we're we'll we'll see we haven't even had her a week so we got her on sunday so i came back on saturday and we've been talking about it so we went sunday to the humane society and and picked up so she's a two-year-old dog we looked at another one and it was insane that i mean that dog i mean it had so much energies and wanted to chew you know it was a 30 pound dog chewing on you scratching on you chewing your shoelaces running around you and i was like no 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 we're not doing we're not puppy people anymore <laughs> that that needs uh that needs a special type of person to have enough energy to keep up with the dog yeah so i mean this dog does have plenty of energy and you know i now have to when i get home from the gym got to walk it go to the bathroom with it yep. you know and then the evenings walk it go to the bathroom with it because i've still got a trainer on the electronic fence uh and uh you know just turn it on and let her figure it out yeah yeah i don't i'm i'm not plus she's smart so i can we can teach her yeah, but yeah. you know one of the things that you know a lot of the, a lot of people don't like choke chains you can't even buy a choke chain at petco hmm. but we learned how to train the dogs i mean we, we learned how to train dogs in the past and the choke chain is a really good training tool and it doesn't hurt the dog as long as you are a responsible owner you mm-hmm. know you pop it release it they're like oh there we go (laughs) i so when i went through some dog training with a couple of rescues that i had we used the popping technique but not the choker okay i found it to be just as effective you know it was just like the the yanking action was enough to get their attention so without without the choking effect well we we because we didn't have a choke chain the size for her when Mm -hmm. we got her we used the regular collar and she is a brute i mean she just she ignored it I mean, you could, you could practically pick her up off the ground on that and she wouldn't stop. I mean, she'd just keep going and going and the choke, it just takes a little pop and she's okay. Wait, okay. Let's uh, oh. we can do this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, cool. What's her name? Bonnie. Bonnie. All right. Mm-hmm. I like her already. <laughs> yep. So we we're, we're hoping she's going to be a good farm dog. So I'm taking her to the farm this yep. weekend and we'll see how that goes. Hopefully she won't run away she is chipped though that's cool that's mm-hmm. cool so if she and does then, run away we can find her eventually <laughs> you could also get a gps for her too you know you slap that on her collar yeah well i don't have that much on her collar just that and the uh you know the ch- the address with the rabies yeah get her an apple watch like i like i just <laughs> ordered from my dad <laughs> <laughs> oh so cool so yeah i did i did just order my dad an apple watch uh-huh did you get him a brand new one it is a uh i don't even know if it's a brand new now i think it's a refurbished one actually um i got it i found it it's an it's a series four so it's an old model right it's a mm-hmm. couple years old um but all i need is something that's going to tell time for him and mm-hmm. have fall detection with emergency sos capability and it does and that and that's and it does that so Mm -hmm. series four fundamentally it's the same as a series uh the se model um uh except that with the se uh the se uh, apparently includes an altimeter which Mm -hmm. my dad really does not need (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah so i got that 135 bucks plus uh 18 for a three-year third-party protection plan Mm-hmm. And so $153, I'm getting my dad a fall detection thing. And I think I will sleep a little better knowing that. So as long as he's within range of Wi-Fi or his iPhone, um, <clears throat> which is, you know, most of the time when he's around house and stuff mm-hmm. like that, if something bad happens, his watch will walk out, well, watch out for him. So nice. Well, and now the, the trick the- is, hmm? go ahead. I was going to say the old, the old button, help, I've fallen and I can't get, can't up. get up. Bingo. <laughs> now the trick is to get a uh, wristband that he can put on and take off himself. Ah. Because remember, he doesn't have use of his thumb and first two fingers. 
Okay. Yeah. These wristbands, they, they do. I mean, I've got, I think we have the same band. I threw mine, that one. I recently threw it away. Um, um, yep. it, it holds well, but it takes me two hands to put it on. Yeah. yeah. See yours. So what I got, my dad is just the loop. So it's just a single piece of silicone, mm-hmm. um, which you just slide on and off like a, like it's a rubber band. Uh-huh. And I'm hoping that that's going to be the easiest for him to do. So, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll be, it'll be curious. Of course, now that means he's got something else that he needs to charge periodically. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, they've got a decent return policy, so let's hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll work. And my plan is that once I get, uh, once I get decovetized, I'll go up and visit him and my mom and, uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. So but, does, uh, yeah, go ahead. Does your watch have the EKG function on it? Yes. I've got the series six. Yeah, so I've got the Series Seven, um, yep. and they're basically the same. With the, I'm sure there's some difference. I don't know what the difference is. I forget, but I think if I recall correctly, the guts of the Six and Seven are essentially the same. I think uh, so maybe we're, we're, I think maybe I have a little bit more screen. Like maybe a little. That might be it. That might have been the biggest thing is they made it a little bit larger. Yeah, and, instead uh, of there being a metal edge, the glass runs all the way around. Yep. Which of course it's gonna, you know, I my plan was to buy a series eight when it comes out. Mm-hmm. But right now my series six is working fine. So <laughs> oh well, I should say that <clears throat> the series six I am wearing right now is <laughs> working fine. The series six I was wearing two days ago refused to take my heart rate. <laughs> yeah. But because I have Apple Care Plus, I reported it to them. And, um, I got bounced around and then I got transferred to the health people and, um, you know, they had me do the all same thing, unpair the watch factory reset, wasn't working, wasn't working, wasn't working. They send me a new one literally within an hour of me getting the FedEx tracking number for my new watch. My old one started taking my heart rate again. Yeah. And I yeah. said, heck with that. And I, it was a solid day. I went for a walk. I went for a two mile walk. I did almost an hour of yoga. It did not take any readings. And then it started working again. I'm like, I'm not going to put up with that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I pay the monthly Apple care thing. And they gave me the advanced swap. Um, now, again, either my neighbor will take me, uh, take the, the old one to FedEx or I'll wait until next week when I'm cleared. And then I'll go and send the return label. And there you go. So it's interesting that you say that, you know, cause you and I share fitness lately. We do now that you and have an Apple watch. Now that yes. I have an Apple watch. My, um, my, my workout this morning, which was very intense for a solid 17 minutes, it didn't record my heart rate at all. And then I went for a walk after that. It didn't record my heart rate at all. But then I went for a walk after that with a dog and it did record that one. Like, come on. <laughs> so something and we've talked about this on this show and probably also on on the the podcast with scott before as well that something changed i forget when but i think it was around watch os 7 Mm -hmm. they just the heart rate detection just went from fair to complete crap yeah um it will not full stop will not ever record anything resembling accurate during a run if it records anything at all yeah, which okay. is why I always have an external heart rate monitor, a Bluetooth monitor to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, walking, I sometimes have to stop and give it a minute or so to catch up and realize that, oh, I'm supposed to be taking a heart rate reading right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then it'll work. Usually for yoga, strength training, other stuff like that, it generally works. But, um, <laughs> but sometimes it just, it's just like, eh, not today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is kind of sad because the last I checked, and this may have changed now, <laughs> it sounds like it has, the, um, it was rated as the best wrist-based fitness tracker, best wrist-based heart rate monitor. You know, this was years ago, right? Mm-hmm. But I tell you, something changed. It was back when I had the Series 4. I remember like it was, it was taking readings, right? And then it's just like, it's just like, nah, I'm not going to do it anymore. So it's kind of mm-hmm. sad. Well, and yeah, my, my Fitbit, it recorded every single time. 
it, it may not have been as accurate or whatever, but it wrote something down. It's like well, that was, yeah. And that's what the app, that's what the Apple watch used to do in the older stuff for me. And, you know, pre watch OS seven, whether it was the series two or the series four and um, you know, it would record stuff, but it would always be like way overhead. And the way I know it is like, I, when, when Scott and I were running together, I turned off my Bluetooth meter and it was telling me that my heart rate was 182 beats per minute. <laughs> that's, that's a solid 10 plus beats over my max, you know, so I would have been dead for yeah. a long time. Right. So it's just like, come on, Apple, really? <laughs> All right. Enough uh, dissing on Apple. What else you got going on? All right. So we, you know, we, we went to the Bahamas last week. We did. So. I went bone fishing and I'll talk about that here in a second. But what did you do? I was there to have a business meeting mm-hmm. with an associate to talk about a possible merger or acquisition. <laughs> um, it turns out that that's not in the cards right now. Um, but, uh, but I think we, we opened up the, uh, the doors for some possible collaborations in the future. So uh, it was a worthwhile trip, regardless of not having the expected outcome. <laughs> that's my story. Sure. I'm sticking to it. So it goes sometimes. So it goes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, did you do any business while you were in the Bahamas? Yep. I, I had a very similar conversation. That's so strange. It's, I guess that's a popular uh, destination this time of year. It's big, me- big meeting place. Big uh, meeting place, especially this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is where the big wigs go to get the business done. Yep. And- <laughs> you know, that's the kind of thing. That's like when I was talking about how... Uh, uh, you know, like, oh, how do people get, you know, like golf courses? How do they write off golf club memberships and things like that? But yeah, that that really is where business gets done. You know, it's it's the after work, after hours stuff is where the deals really get struck. So, you know, yeah. there was I, I I mean, in all seriousness, the the, the lodge where I stayed, uh, the guy I went with was an oncologist. Yep. Uh, the, one of the guys that we talked to and met and fished with was a, a cardiologist. Um, his, uh, the guy he was, came with is a business owner who has recently sold his business. And then we were there with a whole bunch of other businessmen. Now it's a, it's a mixed bag of what kind of networking you might do. You know, you might be there with regular Joe's, but where you might be there with business owners. It's, it is, I'm not, you know, I'm not rich by any means, but there were there were some people there that had a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, and it's not a cheap uh, bone fishing is not a cheap sport. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not catfishing off a dock. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know one of the guys we were talking to there was talking about how like you know he's been to the Bahamas every month during the you know of the year to fish. <laughs> yeah, and stuff. And I was like, all right, well, I mean, you know, awesome. if that's your thing. If that's your thing, great, man. <laughs> yeah and so so i went you know if you know people talk about survivalists talk about you know learning to hunt learning to fish mm-hmm. you know, so you could survive the zombie apocalypse you don't learn to hunt and fish if you want to survive the zombie apocalypse you learn how to farm because <laughs> if you want to efficiently catch fish you do it with a net and you catch hundreds of them at once or as many as you need at once. Mm-hmm. You don't take a single rod with a single hook and hunt down <laughs> fish and bring them in one at a time. It's called <laughs> scaling up. Yeah, you got to <laughs> scale up. So bone fishing is completely for sport. There's no, you can't eat it. You can't do anything with it. Other than, I mean, you can't mount it or anything. So you catch it, you take a picture of it, and you release it. And uh, and you fish the most inefficient way possible. You take a fly rod, take a tiny little rod, you know, tiny little fly, and find them, put the hook on them, convince them to eat it. You know, if you want to, if you want to catch bonefish over and over again, you take a piece of shrimp and you put it on a hook and you throw it and they will smell it and find it. <laughs> okay. Is that cheating or is that the accepted method? Oh, no. I mean, if you're a bones, a sporting bone fishman, that is 
garbage. You don't do that. <laughs> garbage. So, but what we did do, and you know, it's kind of, I, I suppose it is a kind of cheat is uh, we would cast a shrimp out there along where we think the bonefish are in a deeper water. We think they're feeding. And if something hits it, then you know that they are there. And then we start fly fishing there. So okay. it is kind of a cheat, but it's more like you're being efficient. Are you wasting your time fishing a hole that's there's no fish there anyway? Cause, mm -hmm. cause bonefish like in, they're in a school, not all of them are in a school, but when they're in a school, they feed on the bottom. And so there's like a cloud of sandy water and it may be a distance that they're feeding and you don't know exactly where they are in that cloud. So you find them and then you fish there. <laughs> okay. So you just use it for like, like triangulation, right? Or right. geolocation or mm -hmm. shrimp location or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. But it is fun. You know, I, the most enjoyable thing is uh, it's kind of like turkey hunting. That's a little bit different turkey hunting, but similar in concept is getting out to the flats. You see them out there eating and you convince them to eat your fly. Um, you know, and <laughs> that sounded bad. Uh -huh. <laughs> you convince them to eat the fly that you're fishing with. And uh, that didn't sound Take any the bait. better. Take the bait. Yes. You convince them to take the bait and you catch them. Uh, that's, okay. that's the most satisfying is when you see it and you can convince that fish to, to catch, to be caught. And then of course you take a picture of it and release it and leave there satisfied. But uh, for me, you know, I'm I've only gone bone fishing twice. I mean, I've done tons of other fishing, but like I said, this is complex. It's technical. It's very specific. Uh, and I'm way better than I was last year. I mean, I caught cool. some fish without the guide. I mean, and that's a, there you go. Win. I mean, the practice is why we, that's why we practice. <laughs> Plus it's in the middle of nowhere and a beautiful yes. tropical place. I can attest to that. And there's nobody around. There's no, I can't get my email. I can't get text. <laughs> I can't get phone calls. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Cool. All right. What else? So let's see there. And then uh, you you got a funny story there of a indecent proposal. <laughs> oh, that was the indecent proposal. I yeah. thought that was a reference to the business proposition that you got. <laughs> oh, what a double entendre there, man. <laughs> Nice. Now you caught me. Yeah. So um, it was Thursday night. It was the night before you and I met up. Um, I was there just uh, hanging out at a bar and I looked around. Um, one thing I like about the Bahamas is there's no Yelp. Apparently yeah. Yelp is not there. So it's all TripAdvisor because Yelp is kind of a scummy company. Now TripAdvisor may be just as bad. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll stay off the Yelp, Yelp soap, soapbox for right now. But um, uh, TripAdvisor rated this bar, even though it was right in the middle of like the touristy part of Freeport, which is the city I stayed in. Mm -hmm. um, it was like, the, you know, the locals hang out here. And yeah. after a little while hanging out there, I realized that really was locals there. You know, I thought that these were people on vacation left and right. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people, you know, a lot of different, you know, diverse skin colors and accents and everything, which is like, this is where I want to be. This is great. Um, but I talked to a couple of the, there was like this group of women that were all there. And when one of the bartenders showed up, they all cheered him, you know, as he came in and I was like, is that the, he must be like their tour guide or something. And, and then I show him, I see him show up behind the bar. I was like, wait, Oh, oh so they know him. So, you know, so I asked one of them, I said, are you, you know, folks on vacation? Like, oh no, we live here. And you know, a bunch of immigrants from mostly from South America. Oh really? Uh, yeah. They're like, you know, Belize, Peru, Brazil, Argentina's. Uh -huh. And I was like, why would you move from there to here? Isn't it really the same? I guess, well, <laughs> they're not all coastal regions. So, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, and I, I, as I pointed out to you, I did notice that uh, half of the bars bartenders that served me uh, were wearing Apple watches, so <laughs> they've got to be doing okay financially, you know. So. Uh huh. Um, but uh, yeah, I was just I had a couple of beers, had a couple of mixed drinks, and I was in the middle of my third one, I think. And uh, this guy comes up and sits down next to me, and he's like, 
where are you from? You know, and I was like, oh, you know, U.S. No, no, I'm boss. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. What you look? You looking for a nice girl? <laughs> <laughs> I just gave him a sideways glance, and I was like, I'm on vacation and training for a marathon. <laughs> and he says, Ah, you're no good, and gets up and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> you were no uh, good for his business. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think what you mean to say technically is, I'm not your target market. I think I'm pretty <laughs> darn good, Mister. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> but that might have opened up a whole different can of worms. I did, did not want to go into. So, but um, <laughs> overall, I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, I thought the prices were reasonable. I thought it was easy enough to get, you know, to find my way around mm-hmm. and get food, the rental car experience. I uh, had a great little Airbnb in what was a converted hotel, you know, to a condo, which was, mm-hmm. I'd say, two stones throw away from the, you know, not a literal stones throw from the beach, but two stones throw away. Mm-hmm. And it was great. So, yeah, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we decided to have our offsite down there. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing it again. Well, and it's a very it's a very low key. I mean, it's the yeah. Grand Bahama Island. I mean, yep but it's a very low key. It's, it's not a huge tourist destination. The tourists that go there, I mean, that's where I would like to be is I'm not there to party. I mean, I, yeah. I'm there to have a good time and relax and have a few beers. And, and, but as far as like going to senior frogs or something like that, I'm like, eh. frog. <laughs> <laughs> so, frog. so you're talking about diversity. I, I, I saw, I went to, um, there's a Chinese restaurant near me, uh, one of the, you know, just the fast food, fast Chinese, fast food Chinese, you know, not like high quality Chinese, you know. And I went in and I ordered and I was sitting and I was waiting for mine. And I hear this woman with an um, a, a uh, British accent and she's talking on the phone and then she goes up to the, the counter and starts talking to the woman in I actually don't know what language. I mean, it's a, it, it could be Chinese. It could be Mandarin. I, I can't tell the difference, um, mm-hmm. but I can tell. So she, she speaks to her in English. She mm-hmm. speaks to the order in English in British accent, huge British accent. And then she is on the phone. So I take that back. She's on the phone with somebody and she's speaking Japanese. I can understand. I, I, I can't understand Japanese, but I can, tell when somebody's speaking yeah i can recognize somebody speaking japanese Mm -hmm. and she was asian i'm like this whole this whole sin you know my eyes see one thing and my ears are hearing a totally different story this is so cool (laughs) yep oh and and and, man people who are able to just pivot back and forth from one language to another to another it's just like they have my undying admiration yeah yeah because she was on facetime talking to her friend in japanese and then pitches over and pitches back it's like wow Yep. Your brain is so malleable. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. What else? What else we got? We got to keep things moving because mine's starting to get a little bit scratchy. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, uh, well, we mentioned some tech, but one piece of tech. Uh, so the my youngest daughter is going to UT Knoxville School of Architecture, five-year program. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. We're very proud of her. Uh, they used to be, a, they used to support the MacBook Pro when MacBook Pros had Intel chips. Okay. Now you can't use the MacBook Pro because um, you can't boot into Windows from the new Macs. Uh, okay. So, so they support MacBook Pro as a hardware platform, but not for actually running Mac OS. Yeah. Or not for running okay. Windows for going forward. Oh, yeah. so. Right, right, right. Yeah. It, well, you, cause you have to run windows to run yeah. the tools that they use. So, yeah. uh, so she's, she's getting a Dell precision workstation and, you know, they're not cheap, but I, I, I looked at what UT could get it for and they could get it for about, and they also included a package. They included, a uh, an external hard drive, a, a mouse and something else with it and all the package and a four-year pro support on site mm-hmm. and it was like three hundred dollars cheaper than i could get it with mm-hmm. with the package stuff i was like cool all right yeah. there so, you go so i stepped into that but you know can't you can't install windows on your new macs sorry you can virtualize it though now right you can so, virtualize it but they insist on native boot from the hard, you know, to mm-hmm. the hardware. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, 
on my MacBook Pro, technically I could install what's it? It's is it boot? It's not boot camp, is it? It's boot camp uh, is the that was the dual boot feature, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I didn't install boot camp, I installed parallels. Yep. Yep. That's what I, I used to use that and I um I was using virtual box. I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do when I get my new MacBook Air because I will be ordering a new MacBook Air as soon mm-hmm. as it's uh which what sometime next month I'll be able to order those. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, well, but, I did, I tried virtual box. I mm-hmm. didn't have good luck on mine with mm-hmm. it. The, the, uh, experience was slow and mm-hmm. it wasn't that great. So I, I ponied up and spent the hundred bucks or whatever it costs for parallels. Yep. And I've been pleased with that at times. Yep. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering if I'm going to really need it though, because most of the windows work that I need to do is usually remote, you know, it's remote controlling stuff. So I might not even need to run a virtual machine, but I do generally like to do virtual, like, you know, detonating malware sometimes or going to some suspicious websites. It's kind of nice to be able to do that in, in a little sandbox of my own. So I probably will need something. So. Well, for me, it's a, it's a boy scout issue. I, I want, I, for the most, I don't need to use windows on my yep. computer, but it's like that 1% of like, Oh, if I just had my windows, I could boot right here. I could do this and be done. So yep. that's why I have it on there. Be prepared. <laughs> you were prepared. <laughs> oh, oh, brother. You ever use C cleaner or I anything did. else? To, yeah, I did. I, mean, I used to be a big fan of C cleaner. Yep. I'm not as much of a fan of CCleaner. Yep. I I like it because it yeah, I like being able to clean up a bunch of cruft. Now, people often will use it to sort of cover their tracks, you know, or they think they're covering mm. their tracks for their internet browser history and stuff. I just want to like, I don't need a 1.5 gigs of cache from my internet explorer history lying around on the thing, you know, and, right. and, um, and sometimes going back through and, you know, cleaning up old registry entries that uninstallers did not bring, you know, mm-hmm. did not clean up after and stuff. So I like that because I've definitely seen performance boosts from it. What I really don't like is though, is that once I actually purchased it mm-hmm. so that I could have it automatically do stuff in the background and run <laughs> it on multiple machines, when it comes time to renew, dear Lord, they bombard me with emails and notifications, system tray pop-ups constantly. It's like malware. Yeah. And getting these constant pop-ups saying you should renew now. Hey, renew now. Oh, limited time offer, a last chance. And, and so I had to finally, like, I turned it off and I unsubscribed. Oh, and that was the thing is last year, the last time around they renewed, I didn't realize it was by default. It was an auto renew. Mm-hmm. So in addition to spamming me constantly telling me you should renew, you should renew, you should renew and me ignoring them. They renewed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great. <sighs> so, um, yeah, not really feeling the love for sea cleaner right now, just because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of stopped using it because I don't know the, it just didn't feel like it was doing much. The only thing that it really did for me was really clean up the registry. Yeah. Nice. And then we kind of backed off, but that reminds me of Kaseya. <laughs> so did, I don't, I think we've talked about it, but I think we talked about it offline. Um, I, I had network detective rapid fire tools. Yes. We did and that got bought by Kaseya. Well, mm-hmm. I reached out to Kaseya to say, hey, I don't want to renew this because it's on a January rotation schedule. So I don't want to renew this. So I expected that I would continue to pay for it until January in which I wouldn't renew it. And, you know, I fulfilled my obligation to them. They fulfilled their obligation to me. Uh, But Kaseya bought Network Detective Rapid Fire Tools. Mm -hmm. And then they said to me, oh, no, you have a three-year contract with us. I said, no, I do not have a three-year contract. I only had a one-year contract with the previous owner. And uh, if you think we have a three-year contract, I would like to see that written contract where I signed it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'd like to see if you're going to say that because we bought it, it came over. I'm like, well, I'd like to see the verbiage that says my contract kind of just, comes over to you and you can change it on will to whatever terms you like. Mm -hmm. 
So I sent that back to them. I haven't heard back from them, but I got an email notification that said my Kaseya payment failed. Huh? I didn't stop it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't go to my credit card and say, don't pay this because I mean, I'm, I feel obligated until January because that was my agreement. The agreement. Yeah. I, I feel obligated to pay them monthly and I'll keep using the tool until December. And then, but I'm not renewing yep. <laughs> in January because I yep. fulfilled my contract. Yep. And, uh, but it told me the f- first notification, your Kaseya payment has failed on. I didn't do anything. I mean, I didn't go, I can't even log into my Kaseya account and change my credit card information on that file. was probably somebody responding to your request in a roundabout manner but not (laughs) informing you and not doing it through like proper channels. (laughs) Yeah. But what I don't want is I don't want them dropping, you know, well, this deadbeat won't pay his bill, you know, I'm like, I didn't can't, I mean, I told you I didn't want it to renew, but I didn't stop payment. (laughs) Similar uh, to that. uh, You and I both signed up recently with a new reseller for carrying things like our office 365 subscriptions. Yeah. Yeah. And I found out after looking closely at my most recent invoice, which was like the third that I've gotten, I think March, Mm -hmm. April, May, June, I guess the fourth one, Mm -hmm. um, that they were collecting sales tax, charging me for sales tax. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote back to them and I said, Hey, you know, what's going on with this? Why are you collecting sales tax? You should have my reseller cert on file. And they didn't answer for about a week. And I had to tell my account rep um emails are not working you know get someone on the phone here right Mm -hmm. and then someone said oh we don't have your sales tax file you know certificate on file so send it to us and we can refund you for june and i said well you should have had it on file here it is and i expect a refund for not just june but for may april and march as well and the uh, response was oh our policy is we only refund one month and I told my account, I, I said, I'm going to need an exception to that. And I called my account rep and I said, I'm going to need you to lobby for this. Uh, and I will go straight to my Trump card. If you don't do this, you're losing my business full stop mm-hmm. because this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, because I also want to know who are they paying that sales tax to? Because the bulk of that money that they're collecting mm-hmm. is for a single client of mine who's based in New Hampshire. <laughs> and New Hampshire does not have sales tax. Mm-hmm. That to me sounds like fraud. Yeah. So I will definitely be making some calls to attorneys general, uh, both in their state, Massachusetts, my state where I'm at, New Hampshire, and open up a huge can of worms if they don't reverse this. Yeah, because well, here's the thing. If you overpay sales tax to a state that you're not supposed to, I mean, that you're you've overpaid it, you can request it from them and they will send it back to you. Now you've got the headache of doing it. Mm-hmm. You've got the hassle yeah. yes. or, oh, yeah, or yeah. you could, or you could work it out to where you don't make other payments until everything syncs up and, and you're right. all good, but yeah. you're in a completely different situation. Uh-huh. You're not supposed to collect sales tax. Like you said, it's fraudulent. I mean, yeah. accident, accidental fraudulent and they need to make it right. Bingo. <laughs> And that's the thing is like, you know, so I don't think they quite got that. So yeah. um, on that note, can we pause recording for just a minute? Certainly. There you go. Sorry about that listener. (laughs) Um, So that was my doctor's office just calling to see about uh, my status on uh, COVID stuff. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so we're dealing with, I'm dealing with fraud and uh, incorrectly charged sales tax issues. So that's all kind of fun. You know what I find though is, uh, you know, like fraud and theft in business is labeled one thing. Almost all the time, it's incompetence. It's yeah. very, it's very infrequent that people are actively stealing. They're just incompetent. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing. But you know, like I've got to use those strong words to hopefully get my point across to these yeah. people because their default is like. Um, our policy is we are not going to refund it. I'm like, well, then I need an exception to your policy. And well, uh, if you don't want to refund it, fine. Give me the credit for that for this yeah. month's invoice. It's credit. fine. Give right? me credit. Yeah, but we're talking thousands of dollars yeah. that have been collected. I yeah. want my money back. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I I need that, right? You know, do you know how much an offsite in the Bahamas costs? 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> All right. What else we got? So you had a condominium <clears throat> drama. I, I'm assuming that's as always. There's always condominium drama. Yes, I'm going through my third condo and the third condo that I've been aboard of, of you know, a trustee on and the third time for the third time we're having condo drama about expenses and the pre, you know, like should we do repairs here or should we not? And oh, it's my doctor's office calling him back again. Okay. Please hold. So, uh, yeah, oh, <laughs> and it, there's the doctor calling back again. Okay, so that was the third time. So my that was my doctor, and he was calling, and he was doing this VOIP type of connection. And he was having problems, but the third one was a charm, and he just wanted to confirm that I am tolerating the medicine well and that the symptoms are under control. So, so far, so good. You know that it is a it is a definitely a positive thing because, uh, I mean, it, initial COVID. I mean, you could be in respiratory distress in oh, yeah. the hospital right now. So. Yeah, uh, you know all the things that you did up into this, you know, vaccines and whatever. You know, it's not political; it's health. Um, yeah. you're in so much better shape than you could be. Yep, that's <laughs> it. So, yeah, and that's what I wanted to because, like, my my real concern was not the short term, but it was the long term stuff. And you know, because I've heard enough stories about people who have, like, well, you're saying guy has high blood pressure and other people with like serious, you know, cognitive functions and brain issues and things. Well, that's so our money maker. Like, yeah. If we, if we can't think. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I just, I, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Where are we? So, okay. I think that pretty much wrapped up condo drama. That's enough on that. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> and I have some good news is I am my, my fiber is scheduled. Well, the fiber has already been run. So my modem install is scheduled for this month. So I will have fiber internet at the farm. And is that AT&T or is that Google? I forget. It's actually through the, um, the power company. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Power so the, fiber. Yeah. So I don't, I, I thought we talked about it. Maybe we hadn't, but we the, have. Uh, the, the regulation. So it used to be that ISPs were the only ones that could provide internet. Yep. Well, they changed regulation. I don't know how many years ago. It's been a while. <laughs> Uh, yep. to allow power companies to provide internet service. And yep. I don't know if it's um, required to be fiber, but at least in Tennessee, all of the power companies are providing fiber. So our small utilities and uh, so out there, mine's a little one, Meriwether Lewis, and they provide it throughout that area and they provide my electricity and they bought, brought fiber to the pole, to the, all the way to the building and we're installing, so I'm about ready to be online in the middle of nowhere. Rock on! Just like my <laughs> folks' place up in Bethel, Vermont. Yeah, it's going <laughs> so. to be awesome. Cool. <laughs> so what's this home host server you're talking about then? Oh, so you know how I've, I mean, and then we'll, we'll quick, you know how I have like differentiated my home life from my business life. I've taken all the computers to the office, make them at the office. I've got two computers here at home for for safety, you know, for use. And then I've got my offsite server here and I've got them virtualized so I could take them anywhere. Well, my virtual host went offline and I've got three servers on there just waiting to be turned back on. And I can't turn them on because the host server won't turn them on. And I don't have any other gear here to, to work on <laughs> my host server. Turns out it was my, uh, my Drobo was throwing some garbage back at it through the USB and it wouldn't boot. So I power cycled the Drobo and got it to work. I was like, I need a backup host here. I mean, even if it's just set up as a host and I got to pull the drives out of the other one, I've got to have mm-hmm. a backup host here. <laughs> you don't want to just spin up something in Azure or AWS? Well, I've got I've, my, my hosts or my virtual machines are too big. And one of them is my photography server. So it's mm. big, big files. So I've got about two terabytes of yeah, data on could that. Throw that into S3. I could, but I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> I mean, that's what it boils down to is I don't want to pay for it when I can, I can do it for free. I back it up with for tools free. for free. I mean, I'm backing it up with tools that I use for the business yep. and you know, it's all, 
uh, I've got. So you copies. are blurring the lines between business and personal. Yeah, I've got my <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I've got my offsite or the virtual machine here for the office is my offsite server. So in the event that something happens to the office, I've got it here. Something it. happens here, I replicate a copy of it to the office. So it's a, yep. uh, it's my disaster recovery. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, I need a I need a backup. <laughs> Gotta have a backup. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on, and uh, why don't we jump straight on to the uh, the main topic, and let's wrap this up real fast. Uh, what was the main topic? Updates. Oh yes. <laughs> sometimes they break things. This, sometimes they do, but so, you know, do you know? Not all the time. No, not all the time. But mm-hmm. sometimes updates do indeed break things. Now, in my mm-hmm. experience, Windows updates have been getting less reliable recently. Mm-hmm. And breaking things more often. And at the hospital where I do a lot of, you know, my biggest engagement or most of the work, um, there's a, you know, very formalized process for vetting updates. Um, what I do for Paradigm is much less structured and less formal. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently we uh, did an update, which was really bizarre. Um, about two, three weeks ago, there's a s- system that uh, we, we maintain a cloud server, which processes emails and then transmogrifies them a little bit and sends them through to a, another communications channel. Mm-hmm. And some update came through and updated a bunch of Perl. Uh, it, I never saw Perl and the, the programming language in which the system is yes. written. I never saw it Perl actually getting updated, but something triggered a reset and it removed a ton of necessarily per- necessary Perl modules. Oh, wow. Breaking the main application. And it was, you know, it was easy for me to fix once I, you know, I ran the program and it's like, oh, I can't do this. I'm missing this, this Perl module. I'm like, okay, install this Perl module, run the program. Oh, I can't do this. I'm missing this Perl module. Okay, install this one. And I just had to repeat this for like a dozen Perl modules. I'm like, mm. how the heck does this happen? But it was enough that we were like, okay, well, this production system can no longer auto update. Mm-hmm. So you know, now I have to do that manually. Okay, fine. Um, but then what happened was there was an open VPN update because we use open VPN to tunnel into the main you know, system for this. Mm-hmm. And um, I updated open VPN and everything was fine. A day and a half later, it stopped routing traffic via the VPN. Yeah. Like, I did. I'm like, but that should have manifested sooner, you know? <laughs> so instead last night, uh, last night, I think it was, or it was last night or the night before I forget I COVID brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I get this, you know, I, I see it. We've got this uh, like warning, you know, paging system offline. I'm like, what the heck happened? I don't, we, we updated that thing. It was like 48 hours ago. Mm-hmm. So yes. Uh, the moral of the story and really abbreviated main topic is yes, sometimes updates do break things. However, in general, the vast majority of the time, even with windows, you're better off taking those updates and then dealing with the ramifications. If there's a problem. Yeah. So. Well, and you know, the, the, the other it moral of that story is this is the reason we have jobs. I mean, I can't explain why it didn't break 48 hours ago. It should have. It didn't. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> why did it do that? There's no rhyme or reason. Oh, yeah, I mean, no. it, it, <laughs> things are too complicated sometimes that stuff really sometimes genuinely feels like voodoo these days. <laughs> it's magic. It's magic. That's all. It's all magic. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, I think it's a great great point to wrap it up with so <laughs> i'm getting a little stuffy why not why not mm-hmm. let you take us out <laughs> all right well i'm i'm glad we got to get together it seems like it's been a long time and uh, i mean I'm, I'm glad we got to see face to face that was really cool and that was really cool and once once covid is clear again we should do that again i probably won't come to nashville for the uh, july music uh, festival however oh no but... yeah what it <laughs> It turns out it was in June too. So I'm glad. Uh, it, oh, it was, even better. <laughs> it, was, it was happening while we were in the Bahamas. So, oh, geez. Well, I'm really not coming down for that then. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But we, we need to go somewhere where, uh, where we can participate in something together, you know, because I was there fishing and you, you know, we, we got, we got together for dinner and meeting and 
It's like, oh, we need besides that. just drinking. You mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do something that we both enjoy. So cool. All right. Dear listener, we do want your feedback, not your spam, but if you'd like to discuss a particular topic, you can reach us at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com, which you probably know since you listen to the podcast right there, but you can also <laughs> reach us at Paradigm Consulting, LLC, ParadigmCC.com, YogaWithPeter.com, FriendsWithBeer.com, and if you want to do it on Twitter, you've got at Nicolaitis, and you can reach me at Sublime Computer Services, SublimeComp.com, or at SublimeComp on Twitter. <sighs> and with Ooh. that, we can and hit on the big red button. Nailed it. <laughs> and I to contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.